Hello, and welcome to Expert Insights with RAND Europe, a brief conversation between our analysts who will be discussing our latest research and looking more in-depth at some of the pressing policy issues of the day. In this session, we will be examining a recent study on machine learning and how it can be used to detect disinformation online. Study author Bill Marcelino is a senior behavioral scientist at the RAND Corporation, and he will be in conversation with analyst and study co-author Linda Slapakova from the Defense Security and Infrastructure Research Group at RAND Europe. RAND Europe is a non-profit, non-partisan research organization that helps to improve policymaking through research and analysis. Linda, would you kick us off, please? Just to briefly introduce the study and its purpose, it was originally commissioned by uh, the UK Ministry of Defence in 2019, specifically the MOD's Defence and Security Accelerator, which focuses on harnessing innovation to support UK security defence. One of the key aspects of the accelerator is developing innovative defence and security capabilities, and this particular project aimed at contributing to those capabilities in the field of behavioral analytics and human behavioral sciences. And the context in which this project was conceived and in which Rand proposed this study is really a recognition that the UK needs innovative methods and tools to address disinformation and manipulation of social media to spread malign information by state as well as non-state actors. And this can include a wide range of threats, including junk news and disinformation, but also things like cyberbullying and the spreading of conspiracy theories on social media. These kinds of threats are continuously evolving and are obviously not new to the UK. There's been a lot of discussion around the role of fake news in the context of the Brexit debate. But as I said, these kinds of threats are continuously evolving. So there's been a recognition that the UK needs to continuously adapt its responses to these types of threats. And that is where our study came in to propose a new type of approach. This is a really critical and important study because we're trying to advance the ability of us to use machine learning and modeling to detect disinformation and misinformation on social media. So on the one hand, machine learning is critical to this kind of problem because it's so powerful and the problem is so big, it's such a big data scale problem that you need machine work to be able to tackle it. But at the same time, human understanding is critical as well. So we need human high context understanding. We need to be able to understand how people organize into advocacy groups. We call those publics. How are people rhetorically moved to want to take action and to be engaged? So we were really trying to advance disinformation research by combining both improved machine analysis, but also harvesting the best parts of human analysis to try and detect, sort of decode and understand the rhetorical tactics that malicious actors use when they're trying to engage these publics on social media. And a particular urgency was that the 2016 U.S. presidential election really made clear that there's this huge threat from these online trolls, Russian trolls, for example. And, and by trolls, what we mean are fake personae posing as real people on social media, doing things like spreading hyperpartisan messages, trying to sow confusion and cause chaos and instability in democracies. And there really isn't just a Russian problem, right? Other bad actors are following suit, but the Russians are the leaders. So in the aftermath of that 2016 U.S. election, the U.S. government had a, 
identified approximately 800 Twitter accounts that we had a good ground truth knowledge were controlled by Russian agents. These are working for the Internet Research Agency, or IRA, directly controlled by the Kremlin. So we had this, this data set that gave us a signature, a sort of a linguistic and rhetorical signature or baseline that we could train a machine learning model on, kind of a building a troll hunter. And then we could also go back and find through Twitter, this large query, all of the real accounts that these Russian trolls were engaging with in this large-scale discussion about candidate Donald Trump and candidate Hillary Clinton. So we had these two data sets, one that we knew were these bad actors, these Russian trolls, and then people on the same topic discussing things, but that we knew were real people. And the question then is, could we figure out what were the rhetorical signals, the difference between trolls and authentic users, and use that to train our machine learning model? Machine learning is really good already at the content of language, what we're talking about. So there's already all this really good work on what I would call semantic detection. However, there's a functional aspect to language. You know, things like sarcasm, ambivalence, you know, being persuasive or reassuring. These are all things that we know when we hear it, when we read it, when we write it. But training a machine to do that's a lot harder. So what we were able to do was take a existing taxonomy of rhetorical moves in language, which originally comes from Carnegie Mellon University, where I did my doctoral work, and adapted that for machine learning. And so whereas most machine learning approaches to this kind of problem would fail, because everyone is talking about the same thing, the same people, the same issues. Our model, though, could detect things like concern over an issue, urgency, using us versus them language to create kind of an opposed oppositional framework, calls to action, that kind of thing. And by doing that, we were able to build this very innovative machine learning model that was able to distinguish between real Twitter users and these Russian trolls with about 90% accuracy. And that's great. But perhaps even more important, I think, was that unlike most approaches, that the powerful ones to machine learning, our approach was interpretable. So uh, the most powerful kinds of machine learning models are also black boxes. They work well. We know they work, but we don't know why they work. You can't pull open the hood and look underneath them. We were able to use an approach where we could export out what were the clues or the rhetorical moves that were most important for the model to detect these Russian trolls. And in turn, that gave us a sense of what their tactics were. We could sort of backwards assemble what they were doing to try and get people to feel these sort of partisan antagonisms and to feel like they were um, have less trust in their neighbors and less trust in democracy. So our probably our most important finding was that these Russian trolls were working both sides of the political divide, or what we say in the U.S., both sides of the aisle. So on the one side, you've got these people who are posing as very liberal politically uh, aware Americans who were deeply concerned about racism, about oppressions in the U.S., and they were demonizing the conservative opposition as a kind of a clear and present danger. But on the other side, it was a very parallel kind of thing. They were talking about illegal immigration as this huge threat, Islamic terrorism as this huge threat, and then demonizing more liberal Americans as a clear and present danger that was sort of ruining America. So it's kind of really like rhetorical mirror images uh, of each other 
trying to construct this world where your neighbor and the other side is this untrustworthy bad guy trying to make the world more dangerous, and you have to act right now on our side to stop them. We were also able to use network analytics to try and pull out who was talking to who, and we could see that these trolls were actually in the most important and central conversations. So they were actually able to insert themselves where the sort of key actors and players were talking and in the most important conversations. The research really has a couple of interesting implications for the UK and the MOD and how it's addressing information threats, including disinformation. The first implication is just that the tool can be integrated with other approaches that foster wider societal resilience to information threats. So the tool can, for example, be used in conjunction with digital literacy programs, or it can be integrated with with other educational programs that aim at fostering the ability of communities to kind of be more resilient to information threats and how social media is used for misinformation purposes. The Other implications are more connected to kind of emerging information threats and how those are changing. So, for example, in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic, the UK has seen a number of new trends or new information threats arising that it hasn't seen before. And there's, there's really interesting polling and research indicating just how widespread those threats are. For example, close to half of all online news consumers in the UK have been estimated to come across false or fake information in relation to the pandemic. And equally, about 45 to 60 percent of all Twitter activity related to COVID-19 is estimated to be produced by social media bots. So that tells you just how widespread information threats are in, in the context of the pandemic itself. And obviously, it also indicates that the UK needs to continuously innovate its methods and tools that it uses for addressing different information threats. So again, we think that the research has really important and interesting implications for the UK and the MOD. Right. So given how this sort of threat and the the, the threat posed by this is, is only growing, uh, we've really focused on working to improve this tool and more like, like a set of methods. So in the study we're talking about right now, we only use rhetorical features to build our machine learning model, our troll hunting model. But in our new research, we're combining our innovation in this space with some of the more standard existing cutting edge approaches. And we're trying to create hybrid machine learning models that are much more accurate and also much less prone to false positives than either approach alone. And that's really important because the last thing you want to do in, say, flagging and identifying disinformation is by accident flag good information. So we're, we're applying these new approaches right now in some, uh, some different areas. One, for example, is in detecting foreign election interference in advance of the 2020 U.S. election. And in fact, we're about to release a report on our uh, recent findings on that any day now. We've also been uh, doing some work for uh, Google's Jigsaw unit, and they asked us to try and build improved machine learning models to detect harmful conspiracy theories over social media. And what all of these approaches have in common is that we are combining human knowledge, expert domain knowledge and theory from the social sciences with the kind of engineering and computer science knowledge of machine learning to try and push the boundaries of what we can do with computers. Thank you for listening to Expert Insights with RAND Europe.
The study discussed today was human-machine detection of online-based malign information. It was commissioned by the UK Ministry of Defence's Defence Science and Technology Laboratory. If you are interested in finding out more about this research, please visit our website at www.randeurope.org.